Good afternoon. Well, today we have three readings that set up for us something rather important, something actually eternally critical. In the very first reading, the prophet Jeremiah says to us, says, Woe to you who count on the ways of the world. This is highly paraphrased. Woe to you who count on the ways of the world and do not count on the ways of the Lord. Woe to you. Fear, be afraid of that decision. For all of the wealth and all of the accumulations of the world will not serve you, Prophet Jeremiah. And then in the second reading, St. Paul says, this is true. This happened. This man came and he lived for us to show us how to live. He died for us to open the gates of heaven and bring us salvation. And he rose from the dead and death doesn't hold this man anymore. And if, does, if death does hold this man, then it all means nothing. But if death does not hold this man, then it is all true. For who can rise from the dead? For Jesus Christ is so powerful, is such a powerful God, the God, that he is not controlled by death. But my brothers and sisters, woe to you and me, for we can be controlled by death. The words of St. Paul. And then, of course, in the gospel, very counterintuitive from how all of us were raised, you would figure over 2,000 years of Christ's teachings that parents would learn to teach their children correctly how to be raised. But no, I'm one, and I didn't do it either. We all mess up. We teach our kids to be responsible, to work really hard, and that is good. And we teach them that we teach them, quite frankly, many ways, by our own example, that our security is found in money. Our security is found in wealth and possessions and how we feel about things and how others feel about us is in the size of our house and what car we drive. That money and possessions and power and influence is really where it's at when in fact Christ is 180 degrees today and he says, blessed are the poor. Why does he say that? This is the Sermon on the Plain. We all know the Sermon on the Mount. Very similar dialogue. Why does he say, blessed are the poor? He says it because everyone at that time was convinced that those that were rich were rich because God blessed them and he must be honoring them. And it must be because they are great people that God allows that wealth and accumulation of material things to come into their life. So God must love the wealthy when in fact Jesus Christ comes and right out of his mouth with a large crowd of people where you know he had to save his best stuff opens with blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who are weeping. How counterintuitive a message. Christ is saying that to count on him 
as your wealth is the most important thing. For if you and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if we have a relationship with God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, that is truth. And that is worthy of our lives, our attention, and our efforts. Now, I'm not taking anything away from responsible hard work, absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from getting out there and being prudent with our finances and gathering enough to take care of ourselves as we turn old like me. Nothing wrong with that. But how often do you and I fail and look at the bank book and watch the stock market like it was a religion itself? How often do we feel at peace because we know all the bills are paid and there's a little bit more? And how often are we a little bit out of our mind when there's just not enough money in the checkbook. And what Christ is saying to all of us, my brothers and sisters, is our orientation is ill. Our orientation is wrong. Our orientation needs to be on the eternal promise of life with the Trinity. To live prudently, but not put our measure of self on how much money we make, how much power we have, how many degrees we have, what grades we got in school, although work hard in school. That's not really what counts. What counts is becoming what Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit created us to be. When you and I are brilliant enough to, to become that, you and I will live fulfilled lives. You know, as the president of Garen Catholic High School and the years before that, 30 years of running my own business, I called on many very wealthy men and women, multi-millionaires. I've called on a couple of billionaires. And I will tell you something about these people. They're generally wonderful people. They're extremely hardworking and they're very dedicated. And they're almost myopic about their professions. But I have to tell you, unfortunately, there's generally a lot of pain. There's generally a tremendous amount of pain. There are lost relationships and broken families, arguments over money and wealth and possessions and houses and boats and things, and it breaks them. And because the son doesn't become the father, he doesn't measure. And because the daughter isn't what mom was, she doesn't measure. And this, my brothers and sisters, is wrong. What they created us to be is right. Now, how do you and I get to that? How do we get there? You know, my father, when I bought my first car, my dad came out to look at it. It was in the driveway. It was yellow. It was so cool. It was yellow, it had black interior, and it had a four-speed stick shift. Big, fat, white tire. This car. I was 18 years old. And he said to me, he said, son, I can tell you love that car. Whatever you do, you need to maintain it. For if you don't maintain it, if you don't change its oil, if you don't fix its brakes, if you don't fix it when it breaks, it will hurt you. And quite frankly, if you don't do the obvious things of just maintenance, of annually or when, however necessary, changing that oil and lubing that frame, 
you're not going to be surprised when it's dead on the side of the road. Great advice. Wouldn't all of you parents tell that to your kids as they got their car? Make sure you take care of that car and change the oil. When was the last time you and I changed the oil of our faith? When was the last time you and I got a lube job of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? When was the last time we checked the tread depth of our walk with Jesus Christ? For my brothers and sisters, if you are like me and so many in the world, you are so busy being moms and dads and kids and students and friends and neighbors and taking care of your own parents that you're so busy, you haven't changed the oil in that car in 75,000 miles. Let me tell you what's about to happen. It ain't pretty. And it will be eternally expensive. Nowhere that I have been, and I've been around a little bit, and I'm sure this is not the best place in the whole world, but you know, I don't think you have to be a parishioner at Our Lady of Mount Carmel very long, but when you hear people say, this place is amazing. How many people have ever heard, this place is amazing? Show of hands. Don't make a liar out of me. Thank you very much. This place is amazing. You know why? People here change their oil in their faith. I suspect they do both. The reason why this is such a dynamic parish is we are not operating on an eighth grade education of our faith. We are not operating on a child's faith. Many of us in this place have gone to great retreats like Christ Renews His Parish, that we now call Welcome, which is the Christ Renews His Parish 2.0. Things like Crescio, which is a big statewide uh, community. Things like Exodus 90, which is a wonderful retreat. Things like scheduling hours every week in that adoration chapel so that God can change our cell structure. The reason this parish is so dynamic is because so many men and women have said, I will maintain my faith. My brothers and sisters, I'm here to talk to you and I'm doing all the masses. By this time tomorrow night, I'm going to talk like this. I'm here to talk to you about Christ Renews' Parish. Welcome. Let me ask you a question. How fulfilled is your life? How great is your life? How's everything going? How are all those marriages? How are those... Well, I guess you're only married to one person. How's your marriage? How's your relationship with your kids? Kids, how's your relationship with mom and dad? My brothers and sisters, this parish is a font of the Holy Spirit because of the response of its parishioners. We have Christ Renews His Parish coming up for the women on May, excuse me, March 2nd. And men, it's on the 16th. It's just two days, one night. And I'm telling you, if you were to look around and ask your neighbors, those who have been there, they'll tell you it changed their life. It was the lube job of a lifetime. Even if you made Christ Renews like I did back in 1982, yes, 
Jesus was around back then. Then I was at the last Christ Renews' parish for the men. I was like this. Wow, what a powerful retreat. Even if you made it 10 years ago, come back. My brothers and sisters, this world we are charged to live in, this responsibility you and I have to Christ himself, to be the light and the salt of the world, cannot be done on our own efforts. Woe to the man who counts on himself and does not count and hope on the Lord, the prophet Jeremiah. We can't do this alone. And aren't you tired of doing this by yourself anyway? Aren't you tired of everything counting on you? Aren't you tired of it all being on your shoulders? We got to correct the orientation. The orientation is it all matters what he does in our lives and how we serve him. And the best way that you and I can do that is to invest a little bit of a time. My goodness, one weekend... and it will renew your heart and your soul. And there you will be more dynamic and more powerful and more effective in your family. You'll be more lovable as a husband. You'll be more lovable as a wife, as hard as that is to believe. Jesus does nothing but awesome work with us when we invest the time with him. I'm begging you, my brothers and sisters, we need you. I need you as your deacon. Please, sign up. Men and women are going to be back here in the back of the church, right over here. And they maybe even handed you a card when you walked in. If you haven't been, please come. Come to the, come to the living water that Christ talks about. Come so that we orient ourselves correctly and our footing is solid as a rock. Because this is a great parish. And it needs to be greater because of what God will do to you and to me. May God continue to bless you.